Welcome to this month's Business Matters podcast. My name is Kaylin Winnegar. I'm the Vice President of Workforce Initiatives here at the Chamber, and I'd like to start out by thanking our Paragon sponsor, Royal Credit Union. If you're listening and interested in sponsoring, please contact us here at the Chamber. We'd love to have you as a representative for our Paragon activities here at the Chamber. It is my pleasure to now introduce our guest this month, Monica Obricki from Eau Claire Energy Cooperative. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Kaylin. Yeah, I'm Monica Obricki. I'm the Chief Administrative Officer at Eau Claire Energy Cooperative. Eau Claire Energy, if you're not familiar, is the electric provider for rural parts of Eau Claire County and some connecting counties in the area. We serve about 11,000 members in the area. And I also am the chair of the workforce committee here at the chamber. So have have a lot of connections here and enjoy um, a great relationship between the cooperative and the chamber over the years. Wonderful. Well, thanks for being here. Do you know how long you've been the chair of the Workforce Development Committee? Oh my gosh, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has. You know, I looked up the other day, I thought it was maybe six years. Does wow. that sound about right? It's before my time. Yeah, so. it was before you. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. What do you think is your favorite part of, of serving on that particular committee with the chamber? I think, well, the Chamber as a whole does a great job of just pulling together businesses for collaboration on a number of topics. Workforce is just one of them. And that committee in particular has a lot of interest. Workforce is a hot topic, obviously, with with traditional workforce issues over the years of compensation and, and labor shortages. And now you add in the pandemic and remote work and all these things that I think it's a natural committee for collaboration among employers in our region. And so that's been my favorite part getting to know those people that come to the table each month to share ideas and solutions to these things. Wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing. Is there any uh, history that you want to share with us about Eau Claire Energy Cooperative? Yeah, so I think our commitment to community is important way that we connect with workforce and with the community in general. Obviously, when we turned the lights on 85 years ago, that was a huge benefit to a lot of businesses in the rural areas, especially farms and agriculture. More recently, we find our connection to workforce and community being more in partnerships for broadband expansion. We are doing a lot in the renewable energy realm, talking about connecting solar and wind and and things that people are interested in that area. Electric vehicles are very popular. So We try to stay relevant. The energy sector continues to change and we try to stay on top of it. And when it comes back to the commitment to community that we have as part of our mission, I think that's where we align so well with the chamber and the various initiatives like Workforce. I hope I'm not misspeaking here, but I think you guys have a fleet of electric cars. Is that correct? Yes, we have one. Okay. We have one uh, Tesla Model 3 that we have um, named Stella. <laughs> so that's so that's what we call her. And we have plans to add electric vehicle pickup trucks here in the next year. As you've probably seen, if you've watched any commercials during a football game, electric vehicles are very popular and there's new makes and models coming out all the time. So yes, we not only have electric vehicle in our fleet, but we have dozens of members who are considering electric vehicles for their homes. So it's important that we stay their trusted advisor on electric related needs. And this is just one of them. 
Yeah. I remember, I think about a year into my role, I've been here almost three years uh, now, you actually came to the chamber in Stella, the Tesla, (laughs) and we got a ride. And that's the first time I'd ever been in an electric vehicle. Now, you guys actually do an event every year, traditionally every year outside of COVID, where you'll invite people to come and kind of take a look at the electric car and learn about it. Do you want to tell me a little more? Yeah, it's been very fun. We've had two of them. Um, We partner with Chippewa Valley Technical College on this, and they have the perfect location because they have a test track where they train their drivers for like their semi-truck driving and transportation industry. So it makes a great course to test drive electric vehicles and it's nice and enclosed and people can take it that little one mile loop and get to know an electric vehicle. So yes, we've had um, this last September was our most recent one and we had over 20 electric vehicles there and eight of them available for people to test drive. So there's nothing like getting hands-on experience with something like that because it's so different than a traditional vehicle. So, That's awesome and yeah. very exciting. One of the great things that yeah. you guys do to serve the community here. You talked a little bit about with your business, you know, who you serve, but can you talk a little bit about the employees that you have, how many you have and the kind of culture that you create sure. at Eau Claire Energy? Yeah, so we have 34 employees. About half of them are line workers. So those are the field workers that are out maintaining and building new line, addressing power outages and things of that nature. And then we have um, operations technicians and other operations staff who do the engineering and designing of the system and um, planning for, for future maintenance. Then kind of the traditional office staff that most businesses have, accounting, HR, finance, member services, which is we call member services very similar to customer service roles. And so that's the um, gist of our employees. As far as culture goes, we're cooperative. We're member owned. We carry that culture throughout the employee environment. So we feel like every employee has a direct line to our mission, which is safe and reliable electricity. So we try to just keep that in mind in everything we do. You know, on top of mind lately is how to maintain that employee engagement during this challenging time of COVID and people out on quarantine and various things like that but we've we've adjusted pretty well and um, we just have a great team of people over there that they put our members first and if we keep doing that we're we're staying on the right track. That's wonderful <laughs> to hear. Yeah, I, you know, you know very well that over the last year, the chambers worked really hard on kind of developing the the workforce tenants that we now have, yeah. the three tenants, develop, attract, and retain. These are all things that our businesses are constantly talking about and worried about um, with workforce being the top issue. You talked a little bit about development of staff, but what's the retention like at Eau Claire Energy Cooperative? We're pretty fortunate. We have pretty good retention. Um, we have excellent benefits. And, um, you know, just I think our overall positive culture creates that in the cooperative environment. But we've taken a different look at, at the development tenant in the last few years. And we're finding that when people think development, they think, oh, we got to send people to more training and conferences. Mm-hmm. And we've tried to be more inclusive in those thoughts to say it's more about the employment experience, giving people experience and opportunity to do maybe different things within their role or expand on a task that they've never done before and try something new within their role. Sure. When you're a small organization, and I'm sure any listeners who are smaller, it can be a real challenge when you don't have a ladder for people to climb. Yeah. So trying to develop opportunity within those roles is really important. And so we're trying to not focus so much. Of course, we still send people to appropriate conferences and training and encourage continuing education. But we also are looking at 
developing that leader within the role and really focusing on those day-to-day experiences and giving people more responsibility within their job to really give that own pride and ownership and create that development opportunity. So I think that's how that we mainly focus on that development tenant. I think the attraction tenant, again, we're super fortunate to have CVTC in our, in our corner. So they have an electric power distribution program. So that means every year they graduate dozens of line workers into our community and we often have very first dibs on those folks because they want to stay in the area and they look at our cooperative and say, hey, I'd like to stay in Eau Claire or in this area and I'd like to look at working there. So, And, and do so you find good. that there's a lot of competition for those students in the area, particularly with just how crazy the workforce has been and trying to you know, find and retain staff? Or do you feel like you have almost exclusive rights on some of those students that come through? Yeah, I wouldn't say exclusive. I mean, there's always competition, but I think... Um, the size of our cooperative and our proximity to Eau Claire, the city of Eau Claire, just gives us a little bit of an advantage. I know that some rural cooperatives in, in parts of Wisconsin really struggle to get line workers to move there. Mm-hmm. And so those that are closest to CVTC tend to get better options than those that might be in further corners of the state in okay. more rural areas. Okay. Well, and, um, you know, when you're talking about retention and flexibility and development, what are some of the the benefits? I know you guys offer incredible benefits, but, you know, outside of the traditional benefits that you might offer um, yeah. at your workplace. Let's see. I think COVID taught us a lot about what we're able to do as far as flexible working and, and scheduling and some remote options for our office staff. So that that's given us some different kind of benefits to look at. We have pretty traditional, you know, health, life, those kind of things, but we have a, a pension plan which is unique to a lot of places don't have a pension. So that has been very beneficial. It can be a little bit of a challenge teaching our younger folks the value of that. So that's something we try to do when we get a new hire because they might not be thinking about retirement. In fact, many of them aren't for those first few years. They're thinking about paying off student (laughs) loans. That's right. That's (laughs) right. So on that note, we do have a very um, generous tuition reimbursement policy. In fact, we provide up to the federal max of reimbursement each year for work-related degrees, and then we'll pay half of tuition for even non-work-related degrees and continuing education. So So if someone came to you and said, I'm really interested in working for this, you know, co-op, I I haven't gone to school yet, do you have options for that? Or you really just send them to CVTC first and say, contact us when you're close to being finished? Or Yeah, it really ends up being the latter in that regard, because like I said, we don't have a ton of turnover. So usually we're waiting for a retirement or something significant to happen before we're adding a new full-time person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good to know. You talked a little bit about recruitment, but I don't want to miss it because you have a great line-in with Chippewa Valley Technical College. What else do you do for recruitment in the area to kind of be, you know, inclusive and maybe look for those people that have a great cultural fit with your company? Yeah, I think that's a great question. We're always trying to be sure that our first impression is good. So things like making sure our website is fresh and has current information, especially on the careers page if we have a job opening. Uh, Making sure that there's pictures and photos that they see people that they might look like or want to work with that are a similar age or, or different demographics that might view our website, for example. We try to 
expand beyond the traditional post and pray method of job postings. Probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we just can't. You can't go that way anymore. You just, you got to kind of. It's the first time I've heard that yeah. term actually, and it's, <laughs> it's a very great way to term. describe it. <laughs> I'm sure there's HR folks out there who know the know the drill with the post and pray, but um, yeah, we you know we try to anticipate any turnover that we might have. We're for like I said, we're fortunate enough to be able to do that because most of our turnover is because of retirements. So we try to allow overlap and build the bench before mm-hmm. those retirements happen. But as far as recruitment goes. We we've had we have tapped into some of the resources that this workforce committee has worked on, like the Think Eau Claire video. Um, I know I've shared that with some of my HR counterparts in other businesses too, mm-hmm. to um, use for their attraction efforts. And then I think looking further down the pipeline for attraction, we really try to get in front of youth when it comes to energy related jobs and what's out there and you know what an electric cooperative or electric utility is all about because I'm telling you what little kids don't go through school think I want to grow up to work at an electric utility and um, (laughs) you know so we're trying to get information out there so that parents and students are considering these types of positions for the future. Yeah I definitely would want to talk a little bit about what the chamber offers but you mentioned a good a good thing in the last statement that you had is that we're not just looking at students, we're looking at parents. Yeah. Because when kids are starting to think about their future careers or think about exciting opportunities or maybe the ones that will take you through a certain education option or pay the most. And so getting after maybe some of those parents and those that help guide in the career advice is is such a great thing and things that we're exploring here at the chamber as well. So you did mention youth development. So do you know that Eau Claire Energy Cooperative has participated in the uh, middle school employer tours that we've done? We've, we've offered to do that. We're a little outside of town. Okay. So we're physically located a little bit off the beaten path. So the time it would take to bust those students out there kind of cuts into that day. Sure. We definitely would be open to those kind of opportunities in the future. We do host a lot of tours and events at our facility for all ages. We've had elementary through high school that tour our solar array, for example, or come out and see our, the little kids love the big bucket trucks and how they operate and things of that nature. So we definitely have done that. With those tours in particular, we're taking eighth graders, and so they're in the middle of their career exploration almost. I think they start in the sixth grade kind of determining what they want to do, but in eighth grade, you're kind of deciding what you want to take in high school for the curriculum that fits the career that you want to go after. So it's really that talent pipeline that we're looking at. So we may need to to explore if there are any other businesses out near you to try and get them in for a tour. Yeah, maybe we could tap into that. One of the best things that we hear from businesses when we do these employer tours is that students don't necessarily realize that the different areas that they might want to go, such as human resources. I don't know an eighth grader who says I want to be in human resources right right now, but if that comes up, they know that there are many small businesses that have positions like that, or accountants, or line workers. If it's a trade skill, whatever the case might be, we have lots of those options in this area. So thanks for pointing that out. I just would comment on the parent thing. Uh, One of the things we've had to keep in mind is when people think electric electric line worker, they think, oh, it's dangerous. It's a very dangerous job and high risk. And so a lot of parents might think, well, I don't want my child to do that. It's so dangerous. Well, it is a dangerous job and it is 
a job that needs to be taken very seriously when it comes to safety, but we have such excellent safety procedures and standards in place that it can be very safe and people find it very rewarding, but there's some little perception that we have to get past when it comes to the type of job for the line worker in particular. Well, thanks for sharing that. The other thing that you mentioned is one of the programs that we started back in 2018 here at the Chamber. is called thinkoclair.com. Yeah. We absolutely love this campaign because it was actually um, started with Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation with the Think Make Happen campaign, yes. which was a statewide campaign in our Eau Claire region, uh, really the Chippewa Valley region, decided to take it a step further with Think Eau Claire. Although Eau Claire is in the name, this resource is much more about the Chippewa Valley. So right. can you talk a little bit about how you've used it? Yeah. So when we've recruited for some positions, I think of like we've in the past recruited for an electrical engineer, professional position, difficult to fill position. Uh, we would send a link to that video and that website to potential candidates, just especially for out-of-town candidates, to give them a feel for the area. It was just one of the tools that we used. We also, this was before you have, and maybe you'll get into your your great concierge program, but before that was available, we would also bring them, bring candidates right into town and take them out for dinner and show them around the area. So the Think Eau Claire is just a great one-stop shop for employers to use and just just use it. It's so easy. It's right there. You don't have to buy it or go find it somewhere. You just type it into your computer and <laughs> right there for you to use. So. It certainly does a lot of work for you. And we're seeing more and more employers start to include this in their application materials because sure. it's such an easy thing to add. You know, one of the best things about it is that we created a really quick video. I think it's like a minute mm -hmm. and 30 seconds or so, kind of giving a snapshot of our community and how vibrant it is. And in 2020, we decided to explore more about about that and do a winterized version of yeah, Think Eau Claire. Um, our city won an amazing grant with Winter Mission, and so we were able to really highlight all the really great things that are going on in the Chippewa Valley over the winter months. I was completely surprised to learn that we have more events and programs going on in the winter than we do the summer months in wow. the Chippewa Valley. Yeah, you wouldn't think that. Which was really kind of crazy. So it makes you start to think that even if you're maybe a little leery of the outdoor weather, you can do some indoor activities as well and not be stuck in the house. And you don't yeah. have to fear winter. You can enjoy it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's great. That that's a, That's so true. It makes me think of an event, a kind of a flagship event that we sponsor each year, and that's the Silver Mine Ski Jump. And that's coming up this weekend okay. our, in, in January here in Eau Claire. So that's a winter event that's pretty popular in the area. How do you guys get involved in that? So uh, we have members that live on our lines that reached out to us that are skiers early on. So this was several years ago to say, hey, would Eau Claire Energy be willing to sponsor our event? We've also helped with some of their lighting out at their facility. Our cooperative has helped with guidance and material and things like that to put up some of the lighting out at the ski jump area. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Something I didn't know. Yeah. So you also alluded to a brand new program that we created called the Explore Eau Claire Concierge Program. Yeah. I don't know that you guys have yet had a chance to utilize this. We haven't yet, but it's great to know that it's there. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we actually did a lot of research on this program um, to try and determine who might use it. So it's really geared towards the HR professional in the application process. 
usually the mid to higher level executive that's coming into the community wanting to know what Eau Claire and the Chippewa Valley has to offer. If you're looking for a home or if you're looking to integrate your family or your spouse or partner, how do you get involved outside of the workplace? And that's really what this program offers and why we were so excited to launch it back at the end of 2020. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. And I think it's something for all HR and, and employer profession, employment professionals to keep in mind that that resource is there because who knows this community better than an organization that's all about the community. And so I think that's going to be great. I'm excited to see what comes of that and more, more and more participation that you get. We've learned really two things through this uh, program. It's, you know, during the candidate process, we can help employers decide, is this going to be the right long-term fit for this position and for your company? And two, once they're hired, how do they get Get involved in our community without just having that one workplace because right. we do we're starting to see a lot of people who are moving to Eau Claire without family or friend connections which is what we've definitely traditionally seen in the past and so if we can integrate you know community service opportunities and events that we have coming mm-hmm. up it's just another touch point for people who might want to stay here super long term and not just rely on a position that they, they would take with a company. Yeah, and that all comes into an employment decision, right? You know, people don't just move for a job anymore. It's what's what's in it for the rest of my family or my partner, spouse and and so on. So I think definitely well thought out and all inclusive. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. The last thing I want to talk about is talent attraction to our state. I know that as chair of our committee, this is something we've continuously talked about because it's not really happening statewide. You know, how do we start to bring people into our state, not just necessarily the Chippewa Valley area, although we are also hurting for workers. We're one of the few counties that are continuing to grow. And we want to continue to capitalize on that. What are some thoughts that you have around, you know, talent attraction efforts that we might be able to expand and grow on in our area? I think you alluded to it a little bit when you talked about the efforts that the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation started several years ago with the Think Make Happen. Whether it's named that or not, I think some collaboration has to continue to happen at the state level and we have to have resources and time dedicated to attraction to our state, whether that's from the Twin Cities area, Chicago, what have you, I think there just needs to be a more concerted effort to give more time and resources to that effort. Hopefully it could be something, if it's not Think Make Happen, something along that line, because that seemed to have gained some momentum and tra- traction when it was launched um, several years ago. When it really only ran for a year. Yeah. So we didn't have a ton of data on you know how successful it could be. It had great touch points for the year that it, run, that it ran, yeah. which is awesome, but we want to c- continue to capitalize on that. And we're we're starting to see as a chamber, other chambers and economic development corporations and smaller entities that are creating co-ops, essentially, yeah. of like regional efforts for talent attraction, yeah. which are great, but not wildly effective because we're still kind of competing, you know, with, with our with our areas of attraction. So you alluded to some of the surrounding states that we have, but we can look really much wider than that. We're starting to see talent that is interested in Wisconsin from, you know, the West Coast, because while we may not have mountains, we have amazing trails and you don't have to park 30 minutes and walk into the trail. You park five minutes away from the trail and get your great exercise in with beautiful views. And so capitalizing on some of the really great things that our state has to offer with tourism, but thinking about it long term, I think is another great, great way for us to look at talent attraction because it is more recreation. And and, and to your point earlier, it's not just jobs that people are looking for, Mm -hmm. Um, whether you're a a single person or you're coming with a, a large family. 
there, there's a lot to Wisconsin that we're not currently sharing. Right. We're a humble people in yes, many ways. That's right. Um, we need to learn how to, to share our story a little more and talk about why we love living here and stay here. Agreed. And I think remote work is another huge opportunity for us. As, in, as you said, it's not just Chicago and Twin Cities. It's any city or any area in the whole United States. There's people who just want to maybe unplug from the big city life and and find a place that has the amenities that they're used to, but enjoy those recreation type of ideas. And I think, I think that's already happening here. And so, how could we expand on that and and grow that uh, audience of remote workers and attract them to our areas? Another consideration that our committee should be considering, as well as any statewide efforts that get underway. So you talked a little bit about the remote positions. In your opinion, do you feel like businesses are looking at that as an option enough in our area? Well, that's a good question. I think they are. You know, I'm, I'm familiar with, you know, friends and family that work at other entities in the area. And I feel like where appropriate, remote work is being promoted and supported and acknowledged. I think we, there's probably some employers, and this would just be guess, guessing on my point, that probably are still a little scared to take that leap to say it's a permanent option for people. So it could be that some education and, and support is needed for those employers to say, yeah, you can take the leap to allow this type of work and, and flexibility. Um, it'd be interesting to hear from people about what is preventing them from doing that and if there's any way we could help remove those barriers for people. That'd be a great conversation for our Workforce Development Committee. It would. <laughs> Put it on the agenda. Um, uh, very early on when we started, you talked a little bit about your efforts in broadband. Do you think that had, takes any effect on some of the remote positions that we could probably be looking at? Maybe a facetious question, but... It's huge. You can't understate the importance and value of high-speed internet at every level, from students to employees and even just recreation, right? You know, people want to be able to stream their favorite TV show and, and do the things that people who live in the city can also do. Broadband is huge. It's it's When we brought electricity to the community 85 years ago, we're now likening that effort to the broadband expansion in our area as sure. well. And that's why it's such a high priority for us to partner with people and other entities that can help bring broadband to the rural areas. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. On along the lines of advocating, another workforce opportunity that we've had here at the Eau Claire Area Chamber is getting involved in youth apprenticeship. Yeah. I don't know that you guys have had a youth apprentice at Eau Claire Energy Cooperative. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I have not yet. Not under this program. Okay. So youth apprenticeship is really, we're offering juniors and seniors opportunities to get into the workforce, receive school credit, receive work credit, um, and get a jump start into the workforce and obviously helping a lot of our employers find that talent pipeline for the area. Um, Were you to look at youth apprenticeship at the co-op, what similarities or what jobs do you think a youth apprentice could look at? Yeah, we're all always open to internships and and job shadows and ways to engage youth of all ages at the co-op. I think for a more formal youth apprenticeship, I think it comes back to those kind of standard positions that are at a lot of businesses. Human resources, marketing, communications, accounting. If you want to get into some of the technical things, you know, we have our field staff that work on more engineering type work and, and so on. So I think there's a number of areas where we could touch on interest with youth apprentices. And uh, I just think it's a great program and highly encourage employers to consider it for their employer and their employees. So the state of Wisconsin is actually known nationally for its youth apprenticeship 
Oh, program. that's great. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, we traditionally have had anywhere from 5,000 to 6,000 youth apprentices across the state in a wide variety of career pathways. When we took over youth apprenticeship, um, I think there were close to maybe 20 or 30 in three different school districts. Now it's grown to just under 100, and we want to continue to grow that and have a great goal of trying to hit 500 students. We know that there are a lot of students that are actually employed in the area and not taking advantage of youth apprenticeship and you know the work ready and, and getting out of, of school maybe a little early to take advantage of those work opportunities. Traditionally speaking, youth apprentices are hired over the summer to fulfill 450 hours, but it's not exclusive. And we're actually starting to see businesses be more flexible with those hours and looking at remote opportunities. Um, One of the things that I wanted to mention is that the Eau Claire Chamber is actually going to be hiring its first youth apprentice in marketing. So yeah, we'll be bringing a student on with the Eau Claire School District as a partner to help us actually market the youth apprenticeship and do some peer-to-peer peer training um, in the school. No better way than just to try it on The personal stories Mm -hmm. have worked amazingly. And so we've got some really great partners with Royal Credit Union and the Home Builders Association where we're going to bring some students in and we're going to interview them and talk about their experience and see some of the retention of this because a lot of our students are offered employment after their youth apprenticeship is is finished, whether it's a level one or a level two going into a a second year. And so we want to continue to see that go up in our area. Yeah, another great pipeline effort, right? Absolutely. Just getting that exposure and getting those, those students looking at jobs in our area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think as we're winding down here, uh, Monica, we want to know uh, why does business matter to Eau Claire Energy Cooperative? Well, we serve electricity and everyone needs electricity. And so business matters to us in a number of different ways, not only to use the product we sell, but to engage at the community level. It's our mission to be connected to our community. And that means working with other businesses, whether we talked, you know, we talked a little bit about some of those areas already, broadband partnerships, community event sponsorships and things of that nature. But it's so much more than just sponsoring an event. It's being out in the community and hearing from our members and from people that are living their lives every day. And how can we impact that. And that sounds real high level and broad, but that's that's what it is. We're trying to improve people's lives through providing energy services. And so business is important. We're, we're longtime members of the chamber, and we believe that this organization is a catalyst for continued collaboration and growth for business. And, and I don't see that changing for us anytime soon. Well, that is wonderful to hear because we certainly want to keep you around as long as possible. And selfishly, (laughs) I'd love to have you as my workforce development committee chair for as long as possible. So you've been a great resource and a a leader for that. And we certainly appreciate you being here today. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate it. And um, thank you so much for uh, our audience listening in and uh, wanted to wrap up with thanking again our Royal Credit Union uh, Paragon sponsor. Without this would, would not be possible. Um, I do have some upcoming announcements. Uh, Myself and Scott Rogers, our VP of Government Affairs, are working on a workforce and advocacy luncheon that's coming up on February 9th. We've got a great guest speaker coming, Wade Goodsell from the Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce. He's going to talk about a recent plan that they put out called the Wisconsin 2035, which really covers some great plans for workforce development um, in the next 10 to 15 years, and then a great economic outlook. So it's not just workforce um, solutions and challenges that we're facing, but some economic outlooks as well. So uh, please feel free to contact us and sign up for that. We'd love to have you with us and get your input on where the chamber should be going with workforce development um, and some of the initiatives that we have had. And thank you so much for tuning in today.